Chicago has officially launched a rebate program that will give residents more than $1,000 to buy home security equipment. Here's Mayor Lori Lightfoot speaking at a press conference yesterday. In many of our engagements with residents across our city, we've heard from you that people want these kinds of resources, not only to protect their property, but to help their communities by solving crimes and increasing lighting. We hear this over and over again, community meetings, town halls, individuals who are telling us, these are the things that we need to help us feel safe. But some residents and advocates are concerned about increased surveillance and question the move. Later, we'll hear from a legal advisor on privacy and technology about those issues. But first, joining us now to tell us more about the ins and outs of the program is Tamara Mahal. She is the city's chief coordination officer of community safety. Hi, Tamara. Welcome back. Thanks, Sasha. Tell us more about the overall goal here of the Home and Business Protection Rebate Program. Well, the primary objective is really to provide the tools and resources that individual residents, business owners need to feel safe. Um, We do think there's added benefit from a public safety standpoint. We know from deep research that when you do things like increased lighting, then you are going to see decreases in crime and violence. And we've seen the protective elements of security systems in place for decades now. What we're trying to do is provide people with what they can do to, uh, with tools they can use to feel safe. And if they choose to participate in criminal investigations using that video footage. What items are included in the rebate and how much money is going to cover each item? So we have three items that are included in the rebate. You can apply for reimbursement for security cameras um, of up to $225 per camera for a total of $450. We're also going to cover cloud subscription services. So, for example, if you have a device that requires video storage on cloud, you'll get up to $150 for a year of subscription costs. We're also covering outdoor motion sensor lighting fixtures up to $100 per light for a total $200 reimbursement. And we're also covering vehicular GPS tracking devices. Those are devices that you can get. They go up under the hood of your car and they connect to your cell phone via Bluetooth so that you know the location of your car at all times. We'll reimburse up to $50 for those as well as address uh, subscription services that often come with them of up to $120. If you choose to get the maximum reimbursement amount and you choose to get all of these different things, that's a total $1,000 reimbursement coming from the city. That GPS tracker that you just described, how do you hope it will reduce the rate of carjackings? Well, our hope and what we know is that um, from the Chicago Police Department is that we tend to see the same perpetrators um, over and over again um, committing hijackings. Our hope is that if you have one of these devices and you're in the extremely unfortunate circumstance uh, of having that car taken, that you'll be able to quickly track where the car is and police will be able to quickly track the car and apprehend the criminal that took it. We've seen that work before, um, but I'll also just mention, this is something our hope is that it helps feel driver, make drivers feel more secure that they can help participate in the event that that does happen. So you're talking about reimbursements here. I know that you are working with community groups in 15 key areas to provide these devices to folks who can't afford to pay for them up front. Can you explain that? Well, we know that across our 15 priority communities, these are the community areas, the neighborhoods that have experienced high levels of violence, um, that we also tend to see rates of uh, lower incomes. So we are going to be partnering to go out door-to-door, identify um, people that may be needing this technology, especially cameras and lights, 
and asking if they'd like us to come around, provide that uh, device, and then install it. I just want to note, we are also working on options uh, to support people who need assistance for accessibility reasons in installation, but also to support low-income families across the city. Um, and we're hoping to come out with those options in, in the, the next couple of months. Um, but we wanted to make sure we could get the rebate application out as soon as possible, knowing that we're at the beginning of summer. Where's the money coming from to pay for these rebates? Right now, the um, funding is coming from federal grant funding through the American Rescue Plan. So what do you say to residents who think that the money could have been used for more effectively uh, addressing the root causes of crime? You know, the city of Chicago is implementing a public health approach to addressing violence. And what that means for us is that we have to utilize our funding to address a variety of different methods. Um, to reduce violence. We are investing over $400 million of American Rescue Plan funds to address things like infrastructure in our communities, creating programs to address those at higher risk, expand summer jobs. And yes, a very small portion of that funding, $5.3 million, is going to support these tools and resources. This kind of comprehensive and multi-layered strategy, we believe, has the best shot at both addressing the violence that's occurring today but really applying those funds, the vast majority of those funds, in a way that's going to help us to sustainably reduce violence in the future. When we brought you on Reset a couple months ago when this program was announced, Tamara, at the time, residents would have been required to register their cameras with the Chicago Police Department. That is no longer a requirement. Why the change? I think it's a great question. I've said from the beginning, and the mayor has said from the beginning, the Community Safety Coordination Center is community-driven. We engage, we listen, we want to be supporting the solutions that are needed, and we're here to remove barriers if we think that they're going to inhibit um, uh, uh, the success of our own communities. And yeah, after we initially announced um, that that would be a requirement, we heard from a lot of different people who have reasons to not trust the government, reasons to not trust the police department, that they would use this resource and it would make them feel safe, but that they would prefer not to register with the Chicago Police Department. And so listening to that, we did change the requirement. Our hope is that people will still optionally register their devices with the Chicago Police Department, Um, but we understand that in some of our communities, specifically those that experience most violence, that distrust can be a real factor and we wanted to be respectful of that. Do you understand the, uh, the the concern from privacy advocates that this kind of program encourages folks to spy on each other? I, I, what I would say about that is that this kind of program encourages people to protect their own property. And if they choose to participate in a criminal investigation, that they'll have the opportunity to do so. After the Patriot Act, we, we actually saw egregious violations of of people's privacy. What do you say to folks who are concerned that the the conversations that they may have with a friend or with a partner when they're out walking, that those could be recorded by someone's camera that they just can't see at the time, or that part of their home could be recorded by a neighbor's camera even? Well, look, I mean, people across the city of Chicago are buying devices every single day. They're putting up doorbell cameras. They're putting up security cameras. Mm -hmm regardless of what the city is doing to support that effort. So these activities are already going on. And I will tell you, since the time that we opened up the registration site, we've seen over a 1,000 households choose to participate um, in that registration program just to help with those criminal investigations. 
Um, if this is a tool that people want and they need financial assistance to get it, then we want to be there to help support that. But what I would also remind people is that these cameras are around and they've already been there and there's probably cameras already up on those blocks. And that's a concern for neighbors to talk to each other about. Last year, CPD announced that uh, detectives cleared over 400 homicides in 2021. That was the highest murder clearance rate in 19 years. But uh, there was an analysis by the Chicago Sun-Times, which found that one in seven cases were at least a decade old and that 199 of the cases were closed, quote, exceptionally, meaning no one was charged. So how exactly will this increase in surveillance help solve murders that are happening now? Well, I I will tell you that um, my focus is on community violence interventions, and those are great questions for the Chicago Police Department. We want to be able to make sure that our residents are in a position um, to be able to ask those kind of questions directly to CPD. And as a result, we're going to be setting up engagements across our communities where they can come and ask questions about how is my camera technology used? What does it look like for you to actually canvas and identify people with, with cameras and ask for support for that footage? Um, and to be able to ask questions uh, like, how is video for footage currently being used and has it made um, your, your cases more successful? Um, and so we look forward to supporting them on those direct engagement opportunities. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. If you're just tuning in, we're talking about a city initiative to reduce crime. The Home and Business Protection Program launched yesterday. It offers more than $1,000 in rebates for residents to purchase home surveillance equipment. We've been talking with Tamara Mahal, who's the city's chief coordination officer of community safety. Thank you for making the time for us, Tamara. Thanks for having me on, Sasha. Have a great day. You too. Let's turn now to Peter Hanna. He's a legal advisor on privacy and technology for the ACLU of Illinois. Hi, Peter. Welcome back to the program. Hi, Sasha. How are you? Doing well. So you've been listening along. I want to hear your thoughts on on what we've learned about this new rebate program. Yeah, I think um, we have a number of concerns. Uh, I think you hit on one very uh, succinctly in the beginning, this money could have been used more effectively to address uh, the root cause of crime, which largely is unmet need. It's sort of bewildering to hear about, you know, investment in people getting lighting when the city has the ability to install lighting in places that it knows there's insufficient lighting. So at a time that so many people and communities are strapped for resources, it, it's just shocking to me that we're sending millions of dollars in public funds to private companies for more surveillance in one of the most surveilled cities on earth, with a police force that has, you know, one of the lowest clearance rates uh, for serious and violent crime. Yeah, and we're talking about a total of more than $5 million here, right? That's still a lot That's, of money. A- absolutely. And, and Mayor Lightfoot just yesterday in announcing this uh, program said that, you know, if we see a significant uptake, we're going to put more resources into it. And I'll be asking the city council for more resources. So that money could be used, again, to address the root cause of crime. Because I think one thing we've seen over the years, after study after study has shown, that more surveillance simply, there is no evidence that more surveillance leads to less crime. Um, in fact, it leads to more police intrusion, more uh, police engagement with communities in, in ways that, of course, we all want to avoid. What do you make of that change that removes the requirement for, for residents to register their cameras with CPD? It's a positive change, but I, I do want to be clear, while registration with CPD isn't required, you can be certain that if you participate in this rebate program, The city and the police will know a lot about you and your security device or your camera. The rebate application alone requires people to share the type of device or the camera they're using, confirm all its capabilities, including it it has to have the capability of retaining video footage for at least 72 hours. Whether you're using a cloud service to store footage or it's being stored locally, the address of of the camera, uh, exactly where it's installed within the address, 
And it even requires that you submit a photograph of the installed camera and provide that to, um, to, the, to the city. So whether or not you register with police, if police say there's a crime in your vicinity, you can probably expect a call from a detective. And for the folks who do register with police, you know, that registration can be perceived or interpreted as them signaling their consent in advance to provide footage if the police come asking for it. And I'm afraid people really don't fully appreciate what that means and the ramifications for their privacy and their constitutional right to be free from unlawful searches. Yeah, you've mentioned there are no constitutional protections to privacy. Is there legal recourse for people who've been recorded on someone's camera? There's legal recourse in civil uh, litigation. So you can bring a tort claim, but there is no constitutional right. I, I don't have, none of us have a Fourth Amendment constitutional right to be free from private surveillance. So if your neighbor consents to give police footage or audio recordings of you or your family that the police themselves couldn't get without a warrant, guess what? The police can use it. You concerned the footage might be misused? I think the concern here is is that it, it will be misused in a number of uh, situations. I think folks, um, you know, obviously want their communities to be safe. And I think the city has gone to links to characterize this as sort of resident focused. But the reality is it's residents and businesses. Uh, most of the businesses uh, out there on Michigan Ave and elsewhere, they have the resources already to have security cameras, to have security of their own, um, and they have insurance. So ultimately, I think you're going to see a lot of the footage that's coming in from actual individual uh, private residences being misused in in ways that I think people can't even imagine right now. Yeah. What would misuse look like? I think misuse would be, for example, uh, police are investigating a crime and um, they acquire some video footage that might have, you know, something that gives them a what they perceive as a lead or reasonable suspicion or what they interpret as you know, probable cause to identify something else as a potential crime. And this could lead to an additional fishing expedition. And again, interest, you know, points of interaction between police and people in different communities that really, you know, shouldn't even occur in the first place. I see. Um, we've, we've seen what happens in, in many traffic stops that escalate unnecessarily. And, and I think the last thing we want right now is police going on fishing expeditions because they thought they heard someone say on an audio recording something that may have to do with another drug deal or something else. Um, I think that that's one of the biggest sources of potential misuse. So will the ACLU be challenging the program? I think right now the ACLU is going to monitor what what how the program develops and see exactly how this plays out. But at, at, the, at the very highest level, I think this program should not have proceeded. And I think there are many better ways for the city to handle safety, to improve safety, to improve lighting in areas that are unlit, and to make sure that communities are receiving the investment directly yeah. to help prevent crimes in the first place, rather than you know turning us into a deepening and uh, strengthening the expanding the surveillance state. That's Peter Hanna, legal advisor on privacy and technology for the ACLU of Illinois. Thank you, Peter. Thank you.